Shalom everyone. Welcome to Welcome to the maiden voyage of uh, of the upper room after hours. I'm your host Darren. Now for uh, something slightly different. And um Yeah, uh, if you if you've joined us today, uh, chances are you've you've been familiar with some of the work at the Almond House, whether it be the Torah portions, whether it be on the Upper Room podcast, and now, uh, yeah, me, uh, the cameras, no guests, a lot of technology, and um, a lot of things that I'm uh, <laughs> trying to get used to, essentially. So. Um, breaking the the fourth wall as it were um yeah i'm really looking forward to it we've got some uh, topics some subjects that we're going to get into today um and hopefully uh, over the course of time um, god willing we'll we'll pick up on some narratives some themes and um yeah establish uh um, more of a diversity within our, our platform here and our viewership. Uh, I think we're in, in an interesting uh, time in terms of uh, how people receive their information and their entertainment. Um, and I'm really humbled if you have uh, taken the time to to join me. and Because there's, there's an absolute plethora in, in ways in which you can receive your information now whether it be through social media whether it's the uh, just online youtube in general um do people still watch television i I presume yeah um whether it's through your tvs more conventional methods and um so i think this is a our attempt at, at reaching out and yeah diversifying how how we reach people now um I guess the vision for the show would be, I guess, current affairs, world events, um, through a biblical uh, perspective, through a biblical lens. Um, what I can say, this isn't a, this isn't a prophetic news show. Um, there will uh, undoubtedly be times where. There may be a crossover with prophetic elements uh, taking place, whether it be wars or rumours of wars, famines and pestilence and all the other shenanigans that take place uh, today. Um, Of course, that will cross over. Um, But for me personally, uh, I can't fit everything into a biblical prophetic narrative. So... um, there's just too many things that take place on the earth for it all to be a, um, yeah. But that doesn't mean to say that everything that isn't taking place isn't prophetic because this all is all part of the uh, the story, the, the greater plan. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm not your prophet. I'm not your teacher. Um, but if you are into that kind of thing, um, if you're not familiar already, We've got the uh, Torah portions on the uh, on the YouTube channel. 
We've also got the upper room where we bind and loosen on different subjects. And I think this is something that's just going to be slightly different in terms of, you know, meandering through uh, the world events and things that are taking place, um, I guess, from my perspective, which, uh, which is humbling because I'm just a man with a laptop and a Bible and a faith in the Most High God. So just to reiterate that the perspective that I'm coming from, um, now if, if you do want to get deeper into um, theological elements of, of what we stand for here, because um, I, I don't speak, I can't speak for the, 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 the full congregation. I, I don't represent what the Almond House has to say. Like there is definitive separation between my opinion, uh, the way I see things, and what is taught now? If you are interested into the in the theological uh, foundations of, of our faith and what we stand for, then please, by all means, go to the website, check out our creed, and you'll find all the details there. Uh, but for the most part, I'm representing myself. I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody else. I'm fully accountable to myself. Um, I am, but a man. I will get things wrong. I will probably misrepresent some things in some ways, but I'm also acutely aware that when dealing with biblical narratives, when dealing with the word, that there is a, a weight of uh, representation and um, that should be the same for, for any believer, no matter what they're doing. They're always representing Christ in whatever they do. So um, that's the foundation, essentially. Now, um, like I said, we can get into current affairs. We can get into world events. I might even stick a tinfoil hat on occasionally go down some rabbit holes um but we'll see we'll see where we're led essentially um but you know just a bit of background um for myself i i remember back in the day where you had your alex jones you had um richie from boston pockets of the future um who else we got uh, even today um big fan of days of noah um so I think we're all familiar with alternative ways of uh, ascertaining our information and our truth, so to speak. So uh, it's, um, <clears throat> like I said, it's very uh, humbling and uh, very privileged to be in this position now to to be on this side of the camera rather than the other. Um, and I say this in all humility, so um, we'll just have to uh, have to see where it, where it leads. So, um, yeah, uh, thank you for, for taking the time to... Um, uh yeah to join me and um we'll, we'll see we'll see where uh where it leads but um yeah uh in the meantime we'll uh we'll uh we'll uh get into it so
Right, let's get into it. Um, so, our first story. Um, now, there may be things that you're uh, you may have seen on the internet uh, yourself. Um, I probably spend too much time uh, surfing around looking at uh, useless stuff, but every now and again, uh, you'll see something that just uh, just isn't right. <laughs> and um, you know, for the believers out there, it's like we all have debates about. Uh, what Bibles we use, what translations, you know, uh, how accurate they are, or this one, and quite rightly so, you know, quite rightly so. Um, But every now and again, certain things come across uh, in the media where I think we can all safely uh, agree um, uh, that it's just not right, and this this is one of them. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads. Now, um, I mean, right off the bat, I mean, the red flags. Uh, It's just... uh, (laughs) Uh, let's just let this play out saw everyone as a sibling child of god i believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity i believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous creative and resilient as patches on the ace quilt whose feet are grounded in mud, and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love. So, beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. Let us confess our... Uh, help, help her unbelief. Um, help my uh, disbelief. Um... Yeah, uh, where, where do you, where do you, where do you start? Uh, now this is uh, this isn't a this isn't this is a Lutheran church in America. Now um, it just beggars belief, you know. Let love be love, be love, accept the love that actually um, has patience and understanding towards those of a, of a differing belief uh if you actually hold true to the tenets of the bible um, let us love those that uh agree with us um it's just uh it's 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 a fascinating insight into how far away like things have fallen now that there are so many um uh, so many elements to to the church at large that are just they've just fallen so far away from the original uh, intention of uh, what the church, the ecclesia, the the called out ones were set up for back in the the first century, and then and then here we are with a non-binary, um, confused uh, Jesus, um, and um, this 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 is an indication of of, of where we're at and. Um, uh, on one hand, it's 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 pretty funny. It's quite amusing, uh, to be honest. Uh, but then you, you've got 
people attending these churches, going to these congregations, being fed this this narrative, um, which again, when you have like this this bleeding of culture and society into um, into church, you know, there there are times in history where church would dictate uh, the the culture, and now we have a, a culture that's that's dictating. Uh, large portions of the church um so yeah uh the, the sparkle the sparkle creed i mean you've got the the creed of nicaea you you've got all sorts of creeds in in church history but this is this is where we're at and um you know it's on one hand it is like you can be quite flippant about it but you know there's a reason why we study our bibles there's a reason why we get to know the word and have it um, etched on our hearts is because uh, we're only one generation away from people forgetting uh, and it can set a very dangerous precedent when when young children and young people and even adults are, are trying to bend you know this this woke narrative into uh, biblical theology and understanding now I'm not saying for a second that this is representing the, the full you know uh, full church of uh, America it's that's not what I'm saying at all, but for this to be taking place um, in our time now, I, I think it's just, it just reiterates how important it is we do what we do, um, how important it is to know the word um, and, and and know the word within your, you know, I'm, I'm not saying we all have to be like scholars, that we all know how to know the Greek and the Hebrew, but just basic, basic tenets of, of the faith um i think we're going to be surprised as to how um how the the most simple elements of of the faith are just going to actually uh stand us in in i guess in really choppy waters uh on one end of the scale i guess you've got persecution and martyrdom but just in terms of saying no that's not <laughs> that's not the god of the bible that's not what the word says um so yeah it's just um uh, yeah, just an indication of uh, the importance of knowing your word, basically, and uh, and I guess people are handed over to their desires. You know, uh, I like to listen to a sermon that's going to convict me and 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 uh, highlight the uh, the elements of my flesh that need to be uh, uh, taken away and sanctified, or or you're going to want to get your ears tickled. Um, you're going to not want to offend people. You're going to want to be inclusive. And uh, this 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 is the result. So um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure there's a there's a whole load more we can go into in terms of the the things that have been taking place. I mean, you've got the uh, the whole uh, drag queen story hour, uh, drag queens in churches, and uh, it it's like you know if if I'm being if I'm putting my liberal hat on, it's like you're you're free to do what you want if you've not been um if you've not received the holy spirit you haven't received convictions of your sin and you're leading a certain life and like how about it that's the world i'm not you know it says in the word to to the not hold people to to the standard of uh, of the scriptures in that way um but my point being is um don't call it church if you if you want to if you want to worship these idols if you want to worship these demons if you want to 
invert um, the the God given natural order of things. Uh, have at it, but don't call it church. Don't call it <laughs> the way. Don't call it marriage. Um, that's 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 just me. So um, yeah, I'm sure that's uh, that's uh, that's to be to be continued. So um, this is uh, this is very um, very strange uh, territory for me. I'm I'm definitely in the wilderness with this one. I'm I'm far from a luddite, but I've got all these buttons. Uh, I've got all this uh, amazing technology at my disposal. Praise God! And um, yeah, I'm I'm literally learning as as I go. Um, I'm not dependent on my guests. I'm not dependent on my brothers. Uh, getting everything set up I've, I'm, I'm i'm here all my ones just 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 doing it so um i appreciate your patience and i think there's an endearing quality to to to, <laughs> to rustiness to to maybe uh not being as a, a good as thing as you would you would like so um yeah it's it's good stuff so um yeah next segment um now growing up uh you know, I, I was just like a product of, of television and media and I was literally only as good as the culture around me. And um, one of those, uh, uh, I guess, protagonists in the stage of my life was the uh, uh, the comedian and, I guess, media personality, spiritual guru, um, Russell Brand. Um, now, I, I just said before about holding people to a certain um to a certain measure um but there are those in the world that um profess the the uh profess god but deny the power thereof and it, it's interesting we um we just had the torah portion uh balak uh, where it talks about the story of balak and balaam the, the ruler and the sorcerer and the depiction of the sorcerer was like uh it was so unnerving because there were so many qualities to him that were like well godly <laughs> like in terms of um his relationship with god the way that he heard from god the fact that he'd had experiences with the holy spirit and um just highlighted and reiterated like what it means when somebody's uh in pr a prominent position and and speaks of of god and um speaks of the ways of god and and does it in such a way that is like 98%, 99% there in terms of the truth that's being uh, purveyed. Uh, but every now and again, you'll just hear something that's just like, 
oh right there's there's the um there's the red herring essentially and um yeah, Russell Brand's one of them for me. Like, I've, I've followed his career like over a long period of time, and um, uh, I think even in 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 latter years, where you see this uh, progression somewhat of his spiritual journey and um, uh, going through a, a yeah a process which I, I could I, I'm empathetic, I'm empathetic too, but nonetheless, I think. Um, it's just important to highlight the warning signs because when there is that much truth wrapped up in um, what an individual is saying, it's, it's, you have to extrapolate sometimes that little bit of um, leaven that, that ruins the whole lump. And uh, I just came across one this week on a, uh, on a podcast. It's the, uh, the Diary of a CEO, um, <clears throat> which again, it's, it's, it's a secular, um, secular podcast, but uh, for me, it has some interesting guests. They go through some interesting um, tropes of the human condition. And uh, every so often, you, you might get a, um, a conversation in and around faith and spirituality. And um, that's quite often the way um, within the world. You know, um, There are many um, platforms, many media uh, formats uh, in which they, they aren't Christian. They aren't professing the faith, but... I do find an interest in seeing the context in which Christians are viewed or even um, celebrities or hi- higher profile individuals who, who go through a, a spiritual a journey, awakening, um, whether it be in, in, in truth or falsehood. It's, it's an interesting narrative to, to, uh, to watch and see. And um, yeah, so <laughs> there may be platforms and, and, areas in which I wouldn't necessarily recommend but that's just my personal preference of where I am on my journey um, that I like to, to see these tropes of um, godliness and spirituality win, within many different areas and yeah th- th- this is one of them um, now uh, Russell Brand is just like he's amazing in terms of his ability to articulate um, he seems to have these like full-blown narratives just like completely um, cued um, and he's just a great speaker and very uh, engaging. Um, so when he talks about God and his faith, um, like I said, it, there can be so much, uh, so much truth in it. But I think even as believers, we've got to be a bit careful in terms of like when we're rooting for somebody or we're taking stuff in. Like you know, and I'm not saying I'm like the the the, the spiritual police where I can discern everything, but just every now and again, you're like, oh gosh, like that sounds so good. Like he's really getting it. And then he's not, it's like, oh. So um, yeah, we'll just play this clip and uh, have a look through and um, see see what you think. As a, as a form of connection, um, you know, when a lot of people are put off by the term spirituality because mm. it sounds a little bit exclusive and a little bit hoo-hoo-ha-ha. But the, the, you know, I would class myself now as being spiritual. That, thanks in part, I have to say, I mean, even the demons are spiritual, but uh, yeah, that's another. To my my partner, who is a breathwork instructor, and I met in you know in Bali and so on. But one of the quotes that I love from you is like many desperate people, I need spirituality, I need God, or I cannot cope in this world. I need to believe in the best in people. Since I've become spiritual, I've found that it's easier to be alive. Now, before we get into this, I mean, like, there's so much spirituality there's so much spirituality there's there's it, youtube is just like a whole of spirituality that er, so many people are spiritual right now um but as soon as you mention 
the rules to spirituality is like, uh-uh, I'm out of here. But yeah, anyway. Spiritual. What is, what is that word? Spiritual literally means not material. That's what it means. It's not observable or measurable. The problem perhaps that we have nowadays is that we live in a quantitative reality where all things are measurable, where all things are based, predicated on rational principles. But all of us know what love is. All of us know what intuition is. All of us know, as C.S. Lewis beautifully outlines in Mere Christianity, when we have transgressed against some moral code that appears to have been instilled in us and in spite of the advocacy and campaigning of evolutionary biologists, seems to appeal to some nuministic tendency, nuministic meaning simply a sense of awe, a sense of oneness, a sense of glory, a sense of glory you might experience at sunrise or sunset or looking into the eyes of a loved one or even a stranger and knowing that the connection is real just before i let it go on it really annoys me how these like nearly christians in popular culture like they love c.s lewis they love hijacking c.s lewis and getting into the the, like the metaphors of the things like mere christianity is like for me like the 101 of, of the faith like it's it's such a great book but there's something about these like the brussel brands the the the, these guys just love getting on um uh, C.S. Lewis as well. For Jordan Peterson's another one. It's just like, and I understand you got the Jungian, like relate. Like I get that, but oh, it's just really frustrating. Knowing that the unitive force is real, and that somehow this connection implies a set of ethics, morals, and principles. It's not just oh wow, God is one. Let's lose ourselves in some hedonistic revelry. That pleasure is not an end point. That service is our way of acknowledging this unity. Amazing. Servitude, rules of the game, moral compass. This this sounds great. So spirituality for me is a survival technique. You won't get very far in this world without it. And if you don't have it in a declared, explicit, and I don't mean doctrinal way, I mean personal, but... I don't mean it in a doctrinal way. <laughs> See, th- this is this is this is the danger. Um, where, w- if you don't have doctrine, what what do you what do you have? Wh- where where is he ascertaining his doctrine from, and and where what is that? Yeah, doctrine matters. It's well important but somehow connected and communal way, you will try to create God. You will try to create spirituality from your preferences. Your preferences will become your God. I prefer it when people talk to me like this. I repel this. My aversions and my preferences will become my religion. And this is, I'm capable of that today. If I don't, I'm lucky to be such a craven, mad smackhead. And it's nice to walk around the streets of Shoreditch where I have used, where I've scored, where I know the back streets of Brick Lane, where there are enclaves, where they serve up Muslim men wearing full regalia that would never deal with that kind of business. It's against the Quran, but serve it up to slip down them rap runs, to see it trace across the silver page, to lose myself in smack world and to come back here now with a... A different way, a different way. The city has changed and I've changed and no man crosses the same river twice and no man visits the same Shoreditch twice because the man is different and Shoreditch is different. Again, like so eloquent, poetic, the way he describes, um, you know, his experiences. Um, 
and, and being a, a, a reformed addict, um, clearly he's had, um, you know, an, an amazing turnaround in his life. And, you know, it's not for me to negate um, the, the transformation that's occurred in his life. Um, it's just how and uh, the whys and wherefores of the rules and how he attributes this. Um, and yeah, just the way he, he describes, uh, you know, being in old haunts, old places. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very, it's just a, a very, um, for me, it seems like a very sincere um, description of, of, of what it means to, to have this transformation take place. But um, yeah, there's, there's just an undertone of discomfort along here. I was looking for the same thing then. I was looking for the same thing then. Like when I was looking around then for smack and crack and all of that, I was looking for the things that I'm looking for now. And if I'm not very rigorous in my spiritual practices, and they're still sort of simple. I know I can use a lot of long words. It's a thing I like doing. I get off on it and stuff. But spirituality ain't complicated. My nan's better at it than I am. My mum, my wife, they're all better at it than I am. They do it natural because they're not like <laughs> mobilized by this sort of primer primordial yearning that can... Uh, and that, for me, it reiterates that scripture about, um, you know, how the nations do a, a tour unto themselves. It's like, oh, gosh, like, I know, uh, you know, I, I study the word, I, I do all these things, all these endeavors, but there's people out there who, who just, like, absolutely smash it. Um, so I, I appreciate that sentiment. can become mm -hmm. my fuel. It ain't no easy task to turn all that gunge, that swamp gunge, that Neolithic jet fuel into love of one another. There's been there's people now that are living a life where, including me, probably to many many respects, that are using preference as our god. Yes, you sniff that strangely. Well, because I thought is there chlorine in it? <laughs> really? Do you mean fluoride? Probably. I just wondered. What is it? Water. Water. Okay. I don't think there's chlorine in it. I'd hope there's not chlorine. Those people that are choosing preference as their god now, that are living a life maybe where materialism is their is their their savior. Mm. Um, what is, there's a couple of questions I have here. You know, that the Russell that was in Shoreditch for other reasons once upon a time and the Russell that's in Shoreditch now, you said that they were both looking for the same thing. Sorry, I mean, here comes the clincher, basically. Um, the, the, I mean, there's a previous monologue to this which, act, like, really built up to, to what we've just uh, gone through there. And um, like I said, like, so much truth and, and good stuff, but we get to the clincher. Hmm. What was old Russell finding and why wasn't the thing he found as good as the thing he finds now? I.e., what is the outcome of those that are choosing preference as their God? Like, wh why is that such a bad thing? What is the, what is the long-term or short-term consequence? Well, I wouldn't suggest that there is but one path. Uh, as they say, as Krishnamurti says, truth is a pathless land. It wouldn't suggest that there is but one path. Truth is a a pathless way. Uh, but it says in the word that Yeshua is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And that's the that's the clincher for me. There's 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 so much um so much good stuff in there. But it, if if you're not careful, um yeah, it gets a bit slippery. Um It's just uh, I put him in that same category as a as a dare I say like a Jordan Peterson or 
even at, at Kanye West, um, they say so many good things, so much of the right things, and then uh, they just let themselves down by saying something that's just completely, uh, completely off key, wavy and heretical. Now, the, the interesting thing is, like, is this intentional? Does he know this? Um, I, I don't know. I've never met the guy. I'm just speculating at this point. You know, am I saying that he's a sorcerer like like Balaam? Like, no. But it just evokes that um, that premise of um, those that speak of God, those that speak of godly ways, and it, there's like an inbuilt, like intrinsic uh, rooting for uh, for these individuals. It's like, oh, there's nothing more I'd love to see than somebody get radically saved in the public eye and uh, you know come to the truth and and proclaim the gospel. And, um, yeah, you're just inherently rooting for them. So you can get blindsided sometimes and think, well, and then they say things like this and you're like, whoa, gosh, like, got to be careful. you got to be careful, basically. And, uh, again, this this isn't me, like, uh, shaming Russell Brand, you know, like, he's a very likable guy, very likable character, uh, funny, and uh, like I said, speaks a lot of the truth. But it's just, a, for me, it was a, an example that if, if you're not careful, um, you can get swept away by somebody's personality, their ability to speak uh, well in public, um, to speak about God, to speak about even obedience, to speak about transformation. Um, but when you dig a little deeper, and, and there's there's other things out there with regards to, to, to Russell Brand that, that would just, um, you know, it's just rank heresy, basically, and... Um, uh, but yeah, uh, so there's that basically, and uh, just just uh, yeah, just be careful out there, guys. So next up, uh, again, uh, when I was uh, considering uh, opening topics uh, for, for today, now bear in mind this is like, <clears throat> I guess like a pilot show essentially because, you know, in the future it will be great that we can maybe do this on a, as a live stream, um, that we can get a chat going. Uh, so it's my hope to get this uh, potentially, God willing, as more of an interactive, maybe community-based a place where people can come, uh, make suggestions, interact. Uh, I'm glad that there is no chat right now because uh, my head would just be, uh, <laughs> it would be swimming. It's, it's enough to get used to all this as, as it is. Um, but yeah, uh, God willing, we can um, uh, build a, a sense of community and um, maybe suggestions in terms of topics. Um, we've even got the potential to uh, speak to 
uh, guests, have them on the show live. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing what uh, the future is in store um, with regards to, to, to this format. Um, so, like I said, uh, when considering uh, topics uh, and subjects, um, I was thinking about um, in the last Torah portion, uh, Jackie, our brother, when doing the teaching, was talking about casting lots. Um, and there are different examples in the Bible of how God led uh, certain protagonists who used the uh, form of casting of lots um, within certain situations. And the main premise that Jack brought was uh, it was uh, an indication of, of God's character that he, he'd be happy, you know, you know, he, he, he's impartial, essentially. He's a god that doesn't show partiality, and so there are there are certain situations where partiality isn't isn't essential because um, it's it's one or the other. And um, basically, it got me thinking in the realms of um, you know divination, and uh, strangely enough, uh, gambling. Um, now, um, gambling in itself, uh, to 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 say that it's a, a sin or anything like that, I, I don't I wouldn't go as far to say that, but. Um, very much aware of the popularity of gambling in, in modern culture. Um, and historically too, this isn't, you know, there's no no new things under the sun as it were. So this is, isn't a new phenomenon, but I think with the advent of um, certain technologies and the, 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 our relationships to, to technology, it seems to be that certain behaviours or certain access, access to excess is, is uh, an all-time high and uh, we're witnessing real time a, a fallout of of what this access is, and um, gambling is 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 one of them. So, one of the uh, elements that I find fascinating is, is that you know I'm not here to judge those that that partake or or have an addiction with regards to it, but the premise that fascinates me the most uh, I can't remember who said it when I came across. Uh, this this sentiment but basically it was that it's not necessarily the uh, winning um, the you know the monetary gain uh, although I'm sure that is a, a big factor um, it isn't necessarily the adrenaline rush or the dopamine hit that you're receiving when um, you know when when your bet comes in uh, it's actually at its heart um, it's actually having a sense of control because what you're doing is you're you're predicting the future as it were now if if i'm looking ahead and i'm going right i can predict these scores these scores come in it's like i know the future i have control and this is a, a massive factor in terms of um the implications and and the um the self-seeking within this uh, within this area now, divination, uh, in, in essence, is trying to acquire uh, knowledge of, of unforetold events, maybe for, for your own benefit, um, personal gain. Now, obviously, in the word, it's described as an abomination um, that we, we as believers aren't, aren't to partake in this. And I'm not suggesting that gambling is divination, Um but there is a historical relationship there. Now, this isn't for me to sit here and, and bash 
addicts. Now, um, gambling was never for me. I was never interested in in, in placing bets in, um, you know, put a quid on that or do you want to go on the fruity or Grand National? Like that that just wasn't wasn't ever for me. Um, so I'm not I'm not in the you know I had other <laughs> I had other things going on. Uh, praise God I didn't didn't have that one to contend with. But um, yeah, so it's not about I'm not here to like bash those who who have done or, or continue to suffer from it. It's for me it's the I'm interested in um, the aspect where we have a hope um, that is anchored in Jesus. Um, my ability to move forward in my life is based on you know the word of god the promises of god the prophetic nature of um this existence you know i I have resolve and understanding in terms of who we are where we are what's taking place and my place in in the world so i I have a contentment and an understanding about um things that are due to take place now that doesn't mean to say that i don't you know have anxieties worries fears trepidations about my personal life or the, the 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 world at large like that doesn't negate that at all but my bottom line is always that it's god's plan it's okay but those who aren't in the faith those in the world um you know my heart is for them in terms of where they're placing their hope where they're placing their faith and unfortunately i, I can see this correlation here with with gambling and and the access to it um now, just as an example, if you take, for uh, you know, like, uh, again, like some people aren't into football, that's fine, that's fair enough. You know, I can take or leave it. It used to be a big thing in my life. But anyway, that's a different. But look at um, sponsorship within um, whether it's like the shirts, the kits, whether it's the advertising. Um, it's just like it's ridiculous like the percentage of teams i think it's like well over 50 percent of the the upper echelons of professional football like are sponsored by betting betting companies um the advertising is 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 ridiculous as well like it's it's being it's being like propagated so hard and um again i'm 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 not i'm not here to say you know having put in a a bet down here or that like that's not for me to say but um, the access to it is is phenomenal like you used to have to go again this isn't something that I would do but you used to have to go to the bookies and sit there in the afternoon and you know place your bets and watch it on the t- like now it's all on your phone you can just do it as much as you want when you want and um, I just see like a, a crippling effect with it within culture particularly you know younger people where this access is is um it's ripping people apart now part of the um you know part of my heart towards this is seeing that you know of all the all of the vices all of the trappings of the world out there whether it be sex drugs um music whatever like there's something about gambling that absolutely rips rips families apart now if i'm looking at it from a from a perspective of the enemy and I'm utilizing all of these tools in order to attack the man, attack man, masculinity, attack the family, and to divide that as much as possible. Um, this is an amazing tool of, of which um, 
of which he can do that. Now, this isn't necessarily just um, believers. Um, it's believers in the world alike. I'd be interested to see what the statistics are within maybe, um, you know, Christianity itself. How many of those are, you know, either casually gambling or still affected to it, uh, affected by it, whether there is, you know, if they're in the faith and professing Jesus, if there's still, yeah, I'd just be interested to, to see if there, there would be any stats on that. Um, one of the, one of the difficult things at the moment is because it's such a, the phenomenon itself has been around for such a long time. Um, but what we've seen is such an explosion that we're still in the early stages of seeing the fallout uh, generationally um, of, uh, yeah, how it's affecting um how it's affecting people. So I just thought it was like an interesting um, correlation there where, um, yeah, this, this, this view of gambling and, uh, and divination. So um, I came across uh, this article, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, again, I'm not trying to look like a smarty pants. It's not something I'd usually, uh, usually uh, go on to, but yeah. Gambling is one of mankind's oldest activities as evidenced by writings and equipment found in tombs and other places. It was regulated, which as a rule meant severely curtailed in the laws of ancient China and Rome, as well as in the Jewish Talmud and by Islam and Buddhism. And in ancient Egypt, inveterate gamblers would be sentenced to forced labor in the quarries. Uh, the origin of gambling is considered to be divinatory uh, by casting mast sticks or other objects and interpreting the outcome. Uh, man sought knowledge of the future and the intentions of the gods. Uh, from this, uh, it was a very short step to betting on the outcome of the throes. Uh, the Bible contains many references to the casting of lots to divide property. Uh, one well-known instance is the casting of lots by Roman guards, which in all likelihood meant that they threw knuckle bones. Which again, that's a different form of, uh, like early form of dice, I believe. Um, for the garments of Jesus during the crucifixion. Uh, this is mentioned in all four Gospels and has been used for centuries as a warning example by anti-gambling crusaders. However, in ancient times, casting lots was not considered to be gambling in the modern sense, but instead was connected with inevitable destiny or fate. Anthropolo anthropologists have also pointed to the fact that gambling is more prevalent in societies where there is a widespread belief in gods and spirits whose benevolence may be sought. The casting of lots, not infrequently dice, has been used in many cultures to dispense justice and point out criminals at trials. In Sweden, as late as 1803, the Greek word for justice, dyke, uh, comes from a word that means to throw, in the sense of throwing dice. So I think this is fascinating. Um, uh, European history is riddled with edicts, decrees and encyclicals banning and condemning gambling which indirectly testify to its popularity in all strata of society organised gambling on a larger scale and sanctioned by governments and other authorities in order to raise money began in the 15th century of lotteries and centuries earlier in China, China with Kino uh, with the advent of legal gambling houses in the 17th century Mathematicians began to take a serious interest in games with randomizing equipment such as dice and cards, out of which grew the field of probability theory. Uh, apart from forerunners in ancient Roman Greece, organized sanctioned sports betting dates back to the late 18th century. 
About that time, there began a gradual, albeit irregular, shift in the official attitude towards gambling, from considering it a sin to considering it a vice and a human weakness, and finally to seeing it as mostly harmless and even entertaining activity. Additionally, the internet has made many forms of gambling accessible on an unheard of scale. By the beginning of the 21st century, approximately four out of five people in Western nations gambled at least occasionally. The swelling number of gamblers in the 20th century highlighted the personal and social problem of pathological gambling, in which individuals are unable to control or limit their gambling. During the 1990s and 80s, pathological gambling was recognised by medical authorities in several countries as a cognitive disorder that afflicts slightly more than 1% of the population and various treatment and therapy programmes were developed to deal with the problem. So I think it highlights some really um, some really interesting points there. Um, if you, uh, I think it was uh, Derek Prince who spoke on the premise of um, everything uh, is spiritual first, and then it manifests here uh, on earth. And so, if you take that premise with with gambling, and it's interestingly said there with regards to you know uh, benevolent gods and whatnot, it's like what are these these influences and where are these influences coming from and, and what is the fruit of these influences you know is it is it greed uh is it power um is it uh you know stature um and sadly is it more um uh, i guess psychological elements of you know is it to appease uh, anxiety is it a comfort um you know, is it? It's not just about uh, a thrill or excitement. Is it a um, a place where you can forget about uh, the world and, and and things taking place in it? And um, part of the um, uh, part of like looking into this, uh, even just a, a, on a on a surface level, was uh, you know the, the 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 rates of suicide that are associated with. Um, with gambling which again like that's the win for the enemy basically isn't it to, to for somebody to take their own life um is just uh yeah that's that's the win for the enemy and obviously we're, we're here to win souls for the kingdom so anytime that we're, we're seeing a, a pattern uh, of this nature it, we need to be alarmed and we need to uh, arm ourselves with the realities of what's taking place and like i said a lot of these things come in the form of entertainment um, come in the form of uh, you know something that's that's light and fluffy, and when you actually get into it, it's um, yeah, it's it's, it's dark, it's it's, it's deep. Um, I've got one article here in the Guardian, and it talks of a, a guy who who took his life back in 2015, um, and it just tells his story. Um, you know, regular guy living his life, but had this um other side of, of his life of a, a devastating gambling addiction and uh said here that the parents of of the of the guy that that passed away the richies did their own research and estimated that there were between 250 and 650 gambling related suicides in the uk each year they have welcomed the official report which confirms their estimate of hundreds of lives lost each year now this was back in 2015 uh i think we can safely say that uh you know that the, the rate in the consumption is is increased uh, within this area. Um, 
and um you know that's 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 an incredible statistic even though that's probably not accurate you, you could probably say it's, it's it was a bit more you know if that's that's one arguably one person every day that's just in the uk you know that's not even looking in 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 parts of asia where like gambling is is so part of the culture or america or anywhere in the world the that's that statistic is is too many it's too much and um again it's 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 for me it's it's not about the the condemnation of the individual who's doing it it's it's that lack of hope it's that lack of definition to um to their life um that that just brings so much sadness and like i said it destroys families it destroys um it destroys people's lives and um yeah i just think it's a it's a it's an incredibly um i don't even want to say interesting area because it's you know people are losing their lives because of it um but yeah i've got a uh, another article here um is it the uh, neuroscience news uh, high levels of gambling linked to 37% increase in mortality uh, high levels of gambling uh, are associated with a 37 in 37% increase in mortality according to a new study from researchers at oxford uh, which revealed that the top 1% of gamblers surveyed spent 58% of their income and 1 in 10 are spending 8% on the habit. Um, published today in Nature, the study led by, this is a great name, Dr. Naomi Muggleton, uh, highlights the financial damage, negative free uh, lifestyles and health of gamblers who can move from social to high-level gambling in months. Uh, it's long been known that gambling is highly addictive and can cause financial problems, but the report uh, reveals the association with a range of wide-ranging serious issues, including increased mortality. Um, so high levels of gambling are associated with a likelihood of mortality that is about one-third higher for both men, women, younger and older. So that's not even just uh, necessarily like suicide. That, would, that could be, um, you know, uh, physical issues, stress, strains, pressure. I, I don't know, like stick it on the list. Um, but again, it's just a, a it's just a, a heavy um, heavy um, subject, I think. And um, yeah, I, I just uh, I just thought it was an interesting uh, area to highlight. Um, you know where what people are dealing with. Um, like I say, whether it's drugs, um, lust, all of these um, all of these issues that are, are currently. Um, being pushed on the world in in a big way, um, we we I think we need to be able to like recognize these patterns, see these behaviors, and and um, you know be there ready for the solution, which is uh, ultimately the gospel of Christ, um, the fruits of the spirit, and the fruits of um, uh, our compassion and love for for, for our fellow humans. So um, yeah, um, that's that's gambling and, and divination. Um, so yeah, that's about it actually, um, for, for this episode. Uh, yeah, uh, again, thanks for, um, thanks for joining me. Um, yeah, I'm sure, um, God willing, if I look back on this, <laughs> we'll see some rustiness, we'll see some, um, uh, some interesting stuff, but, um, no, genuinely, I, I appreciate the time that you've taken to, 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 to watch this and, um, 
yeah, any suggestions, uh, any ideas, please feel free to to give us a shout um, either on the website or, or via YouTube itself. Um, yeah, don't be a stranger. Reach out. And um, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks again for joining me. Um, shalom to you all and uh, see you again next time. Much appreciated.